everyone, it's Lindsay and Allie. And are you living with regrets? <coughs> are you recording right now? Yeah, and I'm coughing into let's it. Let's go. Hey. Woo. Welcome. To episode four of Living with Regrets podcast. That was way too cheery. That was very excited for how sick I am today. Allie is <laughs> miserable, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, so if you think my voice sounds weird, don't say anything. And <laughs> if you hear me drinking out of my water bottle, trying not to cough, it'll be okay. Don't say anything. <laughs> and if you hear cough or brains out, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're just rolling with it. We're going to make it. We are currently in the middle of an ice storm. Yeah. And we are doing this for the first time at my house. So if you hear animals, I do have two cats and two dogs, and they are noisy. Literally the cat just scratched a box, and your dog whined. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to try. We're really going to try. But if you hear them, just what? She's licking the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Just ignore them. We're going to have a good time. It'll be fine. (laughs) So um, talking about this ice storm... I am beyond ready for summer. It's not even funny. And I actually, the other day, was looking back at my yearly goals. I did one goal per month for the entire year. And one of my goals is, I think I did in July, I want to kayak at least once every week. And so, by the way, we're going kayaking this summer. I don't know if I told you that. I don't have a kayak. Well, I can, I got more than one. I need to, literally every year we say, I need a kayak. We should get kayaks. And then we don't get kayaks. So (laughs) it'll just be a good excuse for me to get one finally. I am kind of on the opposite end. Like as much as I don't like this cold crap, I get days off of work Mm. because I'm in the school system. So I had a lazy day today. Yeah, I can't relate. I (laughs) woke up sick as hell and slept in a little bit and then ended up going to work because I didn't want to use one of my PTO days because, I mean, I want to use that when it's nice outside, not when it's disgusting outside. And, you know, that's our systems we have in place here, so we are just blessed. Yeah. Blessed beyond belief. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Should we move on? We've got two regrets for you guys this week. Only two, but they're longer. Yes. And next week's is pretty long. We only have two again, but they're pretty long. So we're really getting some good submissions now. We're really excited about that and grateful for that. So, yeah, and we want to try to keep the episodes at the 30 minutes. And so with the longer uh, regret submissions, Mm -hmm. then we are going to read a shorter amount per episode. Right. That's more of our goal is the amount of time rather than the amount of regrets. Yeah. I think the only time we'll really go into like the amount is while thinking of prompts. You know, if we get seven responses for the prompts, then we'll probably put them all in one and make it a little longer. Yeah. Oh. All right. So our first regret for episode four is titled Going Through the Motions. As I began thinking about this particular regret, my initial thought was I regretted attending college some 40 years ago. My quick response to it was I'd wish I had gone into the trades and become an electrician or a plumber right out of high school. However, as I think more about it, I wish I had applied myself more seriously to getting the education that was set before me and selected a career that I could have been more excited about. Instead, I went through the motions and partied way too much. I admit I just I did just enough in the classroom to get a degree and graduated having no fucking idea what I wanted to do with my life. Unfortunately, for so many young people, you can attribute this scenario to being just that, young and somewhat misguided. I was an average high school student at best, yet I was easily accepted into college 
even gaining admittance. Ad, how do you say that word? Admittance. Admittance. I'm going to interrupt right now too, just to like <clears throat> touch on this before I forget it. Yeah. I remember being younger and watching like, I don't know, like One Tree Hill. I'm in the middle of right. watching that again right now. So, but watching shows like that and watching them, oh like, I hope I get into this college. And in my mind, it was such a thing, but I relate so much to that. Like it wasn't a huge big deal to get into a university, not like a public one. No. And it was something that was so hyped up to me. But yes, I was the same boat. I shouldn't say like me, I, I bet a lot of us are in that same spot where we're, it really wasn't that hard, and I always thought it was. Right. Like, you thought taking the um, the tests. And do SATs. What's that called? You, SATs. She is not firing on all Pistons yeah, friends. No. We'll get there. <laughs> We're no, trying. SATs, ACTs, whatever. Yes. Like, it was just That was such huge, a big deal. Yeah, your score and this, and you're not going to get into college unless you get this. And while that rings true for some places, it is not the reality no. for a lot. So, anyway, I had to interrupt there because, <laughs> yeah. It gave me a second to rethink yeah, my brain to a little get, bit. Yeah, <laughs> get yourself together. All right, so I was an average high school student at best, yet I was easily accepted into college, even gaining admittance to the university's engineering program. It only took a semester and a half to determine that I was in way over my head academically. It didn't help that I spent more time drinking and playing cards than studying, but who knew? I'm sure as hell didn't at the time. So I think about the money spent on that four-year degree as mostly money wasted. Then I look back at what in my mind had been a mediocre career, and I attribute my lack of success to never really having much confidence in my level of professional knowledge or in my practical business abilities. But I am not writing this to beat myself up too much. College did provide many great experiences and an education well beyond the classroom. I made many good friends, and I have many very fond (laughs) memories. And today, life is good, and there is so much more to life than work. I have a wonderful spouse who I met at the university and two fantastic kids. (sighs) Together, we have a strong and supportive family surrounding us on both sides and a small network of very close friends. So life is what you make make of it, even if college shouldn't have been my first choice. I have worked pretty hard to make the best of it. It was hard knowing then what to do for a living, and it may even be harder today. I, for one, don't know. I feel, Ooh. I feel like if Brock and I, you did good. Yeah. I know you're struggling. <laughs> My voice, I'm like trying not to make it crack. Um, I feel like if Brock and I combined each other into a human and then skipped however many years ahead into the future, we wrote this <laughs> because yeah. he was someone who wanted to go more into the trades, felt a little more, if you guys heard the cat, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> felt like a little obligated to go to college and if he wouldn't have gone, he wouldn't have met me. So for that, I'm grateful, but there is that pressure and and everything else to be able to do things like that right. and it's again just you hear it here and you hear it a million other places I going into college had no clue what I wanted to do um I was just like I'll go for business because you know what you can do with a business degree just about anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's also one thing to attribute to is that like if you have no idea what you want to do with your life but still like feel like you need to go to college at that age and whatnot just get an overall broad degree that you Mm -hmm. then can go different routes with. Right. Overall, I feel like high school, being in all the classes is important just so that Mm -hmm. you get like the broad idea of things. Right. But yeah, once you get to college, then once you go into those specific fields, I don't think you should have to take the other classes. I think that's honestly the stupidest part about a four-year college degree is like you have to take, for my business degree, I had to take like a science level class Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter to me at all like I literally took that class and then forgot everything that I had learned when I said it like if Brock and I mushed together and wrote this the side that is me is the whole like 
I edged by in school. I did okay. But when I got into my education courses, straight A's. Right. Because it's what I enjoyed. It's what I was good at. Yeah. That's what you were specifically there for. Exactly. Right. So. Well, and just, you know, for this person specifically, them being able to get into the engineering program and then being like, whoa, this is way over my head. When I heard engineering, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that get into those programs, though, are like that. Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you're like, wow, they actually didn't teach us jack shit in high school. Nope. (laughs) Nope, not much can prepare you. I had like one teacher, which I loved all my teachers. So if I have any teachers listening to me, I love you and I'm sorry. But I did in high school have one teacher who I felt genuinely prepared me for college. And he was terrifying. But he had previously been a college professor. Oh. And I think that made all the difference. Right. So, and it was a uh, writing class and when we went to high school is way different even compared to now like Mm -hmm. now they don't have any homework ever no they don't have to like actually turn things in for the most part yeah these kids going to college now are screwed yeah like it's going to be such a slap in the face especially with that uh the grading system now where they do one two three Mm -hmm. fours that it's not happening at college so what's the point of doing the school i'm working at now does not do it lucky but it's it's what i mean so i'm gonna devil's advocate i love standards based grading but i totally agree and brock agrees with you too because he's like like they deserve what they put into it yes and i just think it's not preparing them for the college life no and for me going to a private college at first where my class sizes were 20 to 25 students, Mm -hmm. I felt like I had the advantage of having a smaller class size, but then I also felt like I had to answer questions more. And so when I didn't know stuff, I felt like less knowledgeable compared to the Mm -hmm. other students that maybe knew more. When in a university, you don't ask questions in classes like that. The professor just talks to 200 students and then they leave. Yep. You get talked at instead of with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and you kind of said this too, like things have changed now some for the better and maybe some for not. Um, but I was recently list, like tuned into this um, school board meeting of a school nearby us, a little bit bigger of a district, and they were talking about adding in a forensic forensics program. And I feel like some people listening are going to be like, yeah, we've had that for years. Whereas I would have never even imagined that being in a school in the district that I grew up in. Yeah, and it is a small rural district that I'm in or from, but... Yeah, just, just the opportunities that are out there now and what's available for students is so different. Which is exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting that it's going to that way, and hopefully yes. that will prepare people more for college. Like, yep. you take this forensics class in high school and you don't like it, then, yep. okay, that's not what I'm going to do in college. Right, right. I think this is cool, but whatever. So, yeah. Oh. Right. Well, thanks for that submission. Yeah, I, that was awesome. That I. I could like rattle on. I think on. that's from a guy, which that might be one of our first like male submissions, which that is we've super cool. Been able to tell anyway. to tell, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for putting yourself awesome. out there. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, the second one is titled "That Was His," and I titled that, and I titled it from a book series that Allie and I both really like called "After." Um, and there's actually movies out there too. So some of you are don't probably don't read or don't watch the movies. No. Please read the books. Read the books always, but the especially with this one. The movies are straight trash compared to the yep. books. They get better as they go, I would say. But um, the girl in the storyline, Tessa, she loses her virginity to the guy, and then when things go south, she says to him, 
you took something from me from a man who is supposed to love me and supposed to be my only one. And that was his, like you took that away from him, not from me. And that like hit me in the soul when I read that. (laughs) And it just reminded me of this story. So it all started my freshman year of college. It was homecoming and my roommate Kristen introduced me to David, a college junior at the time. My naive self was surprised that a college junior was interested in me. Flashback to high school, I was the girl who never had a boyfriend, and eventually one of the last nights in my friend, sorry, is eventually one of the last girls in my friend group to lose their virginity. I felt the pressure going into college and was so insecure about myself. I thought the faster I lost it, the better. I felt like a loser in college. I'm sorry, I just lost my spot. I felt like a loser in a way because I wanted to be wanted by the opposite sex. Flash forward to Sunday after homecoming. Kristen got a text from David asking for my phone number. I told her to give it to him, and we messaged constantly back and forth. A couple Fridays after we met, he asked me if I wanted to come see him because his roommates were out of town. On a spur-of-the-moment decision, I drove the two hours to go see him. My stomach was in knots the entire time. We had a typical first date of a dinner and a movie. And lo and behold, I lost my virginity that night. Afterwards, a part of me was happy that it was over with. The other half felt so ashamed. After that weekend, I noticed he was different. The text became less, and my gut was telling me to get out. I did what most girls do, and I stalked his social media. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to interject again in the middle. I saw something one time that was like, it was was a TikTok, and she's like, I stalk the guy, my boyfriend, the girl he cheated on me with, her sister still, because she's just got married, and I'm so proud of her. (laughs) Like, you just look at those. (laughs) Like, no one can deny it. My ex's best friend's cousin's mom. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, she's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. literally so relatable like I love when people could just admit that because just admit it we all do it (laughs) um I noticed that he liked multiple tweets from his ex two weeks from that weekend was Halloween my friends and I decided to meet some other friends in the city that he lived in ironic right well we ended up at his house one of the girls in my group was talking to one of David's roommates as we got closer to the porch I saw him with a girl and I bet you can guess who it was his ex. My heart and stomach sank instantly. In that moment, I felt sad, humiliated, and even more like a loser. To ease that pain, I decided to drink half a bottle of Captain Morgan straight. (laughs) Not my greatest idea. I remember yelling at his friend and asking, why me? Why did he have to take advantage of me? I ended up passed out on the couch upstairs in his house. The next morning, I walked downstairs and looked him in the eyes before walking out the door. I regret giving him, giving basically a stranger one of the most special parts of me. I wish I could go back and give that naive 18-year-old girl a big hug and tell her she's not alone and David was not worth the time, tears, or virginity. Now I'm in my late 20s, still single, but if I've learned anything from that situationship, it is know your damn worth and everything comes to you at the right time. That's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's that same situation of like, he took something from her. And, you know, if she was a willing participant, then that is what it is. But that feeling of like, I gave that to you and you literally just that's all gave you me the middle finger mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, that's what I deserved. And I think a lot of people can attest to that in relationships. Like, you, and this wasn't even a relationship. So Situationship, more, yeah. I liked that. Yes, more of like in the dating game, I guess. It's like you don't know the intentions of the other person. And so it's hard to be able to have that like 
open and honest and raw relationship right away because you don't want to jump, you know, head in and then Mm -hmm. have this happen and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just gone. Exactly. Because that's some intentions of both males and females that are in the dating game. Like, they just want the friends with benefits side of things, but they aren't going to be honest about it. They're just going to use you until, you know, you give that up to them and then they're gone. And I think this person said it was the very first night they hung out. Yeah. If I remember. They went... They went on their first date and and then it happened. happened. So it was just that quick. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if, and I don't want to, I don't want to use the word victim blame because that's (laughs) not what it is, but you know, I don't want to make it sound like she did something wrong, but if that, like they probably wouldn't have that conversation Mm -hmm. on a first date. No. It was just one of those like hooked up, went on a date, cool things, bye. Right. And the hard thing is, is like this girl held out for so long Mm -hmm. and then to lose it that way, lose it that way is, I'm sure, like you said, like you regret that part of it, just losing that to someone that Mm -hmm. didn't really give a crap about you, which is really hard. And I, that part too, that said, like, I was just so glad it was over with. I Mm -hmm. totally can understand that. Like it's a weird pressure to have. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that people feel that pressure. It is. But I know same situations of people that I can, that I know like friends of mine who were the last in my group of friends or in the last in my class or whatever. And people knew it. You just know it about that person a lot of times. Which is awful. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I'm like, no one else's business. And now being an adult and looking back at that, I'm like, good for you because Mm -hmm. there are so many moments in my life where I wish I could have saved that for just my husband. All right. So it's disappointing. In the moments when I've thought of that, no. But And at that age, with everything we see on social media and stuff these days, yeah. in movies, and like you said, like with your friend group, some people lost it way earlier than they probably should have, mm-hmm. or way later, but it's just something that you don't think about at that time because it's just, you're young and you're experiencing yep. and testing the waters and this and that, mm-hmm. but as you get older, you see the importance of it and how you know vulnerable that can actually be for a person. Right guy or girl yep yep and yeah i guess i should back up to when i was like yeah, everybody knows who it is from a small area yeah <laughs> right. we know so i shouldn't generalize like that but like where i went to school you knew the <laughs> yeah. the goody goodies quote unquote but yeah when you only have a class of 90 kids if that yeah, okay mine, 40 <laughs> yeah mine was mine was a little bit bigger yeah. than yours but so everyone knew everyone's business yeah they unfortunately knew, like yes. you said but yeah, if you go to a bigger school or like even in college, you aren't going to know that Mm-mm. about everyone you walk past or no. see in the hallways. No. That's the good news. Very relative. That's what I tell a lot of my students. I'm like, it's going to change someday, I promise. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to always be in this small. Because again, I'm teaching in a really small district and I'm like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say teaching, I'm counseling in a really small district and they're, they think that this is just it for them. The end of the world. They have these three friends and these five boys to select from and <laughs> well and that's no you're that's gonna something get somewhere that's also really hard coming from a small district which i mean she doesn't talk about this in here because it's more of a college story but relaying to this is you're gonna date people that your friends have dated or mm-hmm. you're gonna you know like you're gonna experience things with guys that your friends have experienced things with because yep. there's only a little bit of selection of like people that you're mm-hmm. interested in in a school district yep. or in your grade or a couple grades below or above you I remember there was a time just a couple of years ago, you said something to me like, if I want to find someone, I'm going to have to get out of our small area because you know everybody. Yeah. So you're either choosing someone you already know 
which isn't always a bad thing, doesn't necessarily mean you're stuck, but yeah, we don't have a lot of pickings around here. Yeah, you have the select few people that you're interested in physically without even, like, you know, mm-hmm. just looking at them, like, oh, I find that person attractive. Yep. And then you find out their personality, and then you're like, yeah, mm, no, never, never mind. mind. <laughs> okay, that's another person out the window. Yep. And I think about where we go to, quote unquote, Meet party, people. like <laughs> the bar, the one bar we go to is the same people every weekend. Yes. Yeah. So unless there's someone there, you're kind of just. So yeah. I'm I'm lucky I'm off the market. I can stop worrying about this <laughs> crap. <laughs> but maybe I will be someday. On the other hand, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> on the other hand, like this person said, I'm in my late 20s, still single. That's not a bad thing either. I think that's <laughs> honestly a power move. Yeah. Like you don't hear a lot about that these days. Mm-mm. You hear about, and I think you said in here, um, know your damn worth. Everything Mm -hmm. comes to you at the right time. So the fact that you now know that and you're waiting for the right time. I have a friend uh, that had a son with someone when she was younger in her 20s and she just had her 40th birthday. And she now just within this past year has met someone that she is in love with and treats Mm -hmm. her the way that she wants to be treated and whatnot. And she just deserves to be treated. Yes. And she just said like, this was totally worth the wait. Like, yeah. I'm now 40, and it kind of sucks because, you know, let's say half my life is over. Mm-hmm. But now I'm so ready for this next step, and I'm ready to be with this person, and I'm glad that I didn't just marry the first person that right. maybe she had her son with or the next boyfriend she had. Yep. So it's one of those things didn't that... Didn't settle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in your late 20s, that's still young. You still maybe don't know where you want to go with your life. Mm-hmm. So that's valid too. And thinking about going, like what I said a couple episodes ago, how it was a value of mine to have kids early in life and all that. I was lucky that I got that. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I settled. We love Brock, right? Yes, we do love Brock. We We give him a lot of hell, but we love him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's an awesome guy. So I didn't settle in that way, but I was lucky. And now, again, thinking back, I'm like, that is a really high standard to have that I have to hurry up and get married and hurry up and have kids and hurry up in this before I'm this certain age. Yeah, it's just that timeline that everyone puts in your head. We have a good friend whose um, boyfriend was actually killed in a car accident a few years ago. And I know she continually gets frustrated thinking about I should have, I'm, I'm this age and I she's in her late 20s and I should have kids by now and I should be married by now and I should be this. And she has been able to move forward with a new relationship and and working toward those goals. But she does consistently feel like she's on that timeline. Yeah. And it's a societal thing. And then it pushes it back. And that's another Mm -hmm. thing. Like, let's say you date someone, which we've all had friends like this. You date someone from freshman year of high school until your junior year of college. And then you break up and you have to start dating again. And then you're 24 Mm -hmm. and you're just freshly starting to date someone. How do I do this? I'm starting all over. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that timeline isn't even like valid for people like that. You, you can't have that idea of like, Oh, I wanted to be married by 25, Mm -hmm. but I don't even have a boyfriend and I'm 24 Yep, because it is not a reality for so many people. No. And it's totally okay. Like it. Mm -hmm. And another thing just to bring that up with it is I feel like a lot of people have the pressures of that timeline just from other people. 
That's what I mean. It's societal. So like, whether it's like family members, you go to Christmas and they're like, oh, no boyfriend. Where's or, the ring? Yeah, oh, you yeah. having your second baby yeah, yet? No. Where's your baby? I'm not. Yes. Why aren't you pregnant? <laughs> Leave me alone. It's all those questions that don't need to be asked about someone's personal mm-hmm. life because it's none of your damn business. Nope. And I could just, oh, I could just rant about this with the whole like baby thing too. You never know what someone's going through. Yes. Absolutely. You don't know if they're struggling with infertility or if they just genuinely don't want to or maybe they've lost a child. And and to bring that up and hash that out, it's just really hurtful. Or maybe on the other side of it, you and your boyfriend got in an argument that morning or you and your girlfriend got in an argument that morning and you're feeling the sting and then someone's asking you, where are they? Yeah, why aren't they here? What are they doing? Where's that <laughs> ring on your finger? Back off, Karen. Yes. <laughs> so just, you know, be gentle with people. Yeah. Mind your own business. If they want to talk about it, they will. That is my biggest thing. Just... You know, it's... And I think it's another thing to just harp on privacy mm-hmm. like it is so amazing to have a private relationship that maybe people know is going on but they don't know the details of yep. that is one of the most amazing things because you don't have to worry about anyone else's opinions you don't have no. to worry about what anyone else is saying it's literally how you feel for that person mm-hmm. and what you want it to be my rule with all my friends you've heard me say this a million times it is your mistake to make unless he is cheating or beaten <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Yeah. You know, if he's doing something and I'm just using you as an example or, you know, anybody, if this person is doing this to my friend, that's not my business unless he's cheating on you that I'm getting in the middle of it. Or if he's beating on you that I'm getting in the middle of it. But it's just, it's that person's decision and you can shake someone until they're blue and they're not going to listen to you if they don't want to. Especially as young adults. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really hard being at this age to begin with anyways, let alone having people harp on you all the time, like, oh, why are you still dealing with this? Or mm-hmm. opposite, why aren't you looking for someone? Or why Nanya. aren't you dating? <laughs> Nanya business. Nanya. <laughs> yeah. It's just so valid that people, you just need to mind your business and be yeah. happy for people. Whether yeah. it's what you think is good for them or not, it's what they're choosing. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's again, all you need to again, know. Again, you could shake. I just had a conversation with a student like this yesterday who's so frustrated with her friend. And I said, you could go and shake her and it would not change her mind. You have to either accept that as your friend or step away Mm -hmm. and just give them that space. So, oh, this one took us down a rabbit hole (laughs) and I could keep going. (laughs) Really, really could. So thank you for that. And um, thank you for like the format of this. This was really good. Yes, this writing was amazing. And I'm not shaming on any other ones we've gotten, but you know, giving those character names like Allie mentioned that one other time really helpful i imagine Kristen. i imagine david and just like the whole Um, idea of it like in my head i was picturing the movie of like oh you're getting really nervous going mm -hmm. to go on a dinner date and movie date with it my mind went to how did you eat dinner and then popcorn yeah (laughs) i never get that (laughs) i could probably do it but for me it stresses me out thinking about it and just having that like gut-wrenching feeling of going to a party and then you see him there with that girl like stalking the tweets and i was oh god yeah very well written i was reading a book much appreciated we love that that's exactly (laughs) what we're trying to get towards that I'm sure all of our listeners, as Lindsay was reading that, I'm sure they were all like, oh my gosh, what's mm-hmm. coming next? You know, that, that yeah. whole idea, which is exactly what we wanted, wanted it to be. Yeah, like, I need to know. <laughs> okay. Well. That was our two for the mm-hmm. night. Not Pretty. sure at all what we're at for time-wise. It felt shorter, but it probably wasn't at all, because yeah. we just talk that We rattle much. on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just a reminder that we do have a prompt out right now, um, and it is, tell us about a time that you drank a little too much and had some regrets. 
Um, that is submitted to the exact same place as all other submissions. We added in a little, I almost said bubble, which technically you're clicking a bubble. Yeah. We added in a little um, selection where you say this is for the prompt or this is not for the prompt. So you are still able to put in any submission that you want. It doesn't have to align with that. Um, but to submit anything, you either send it to our email, theregretspodcast at gmail.com or on our anonymous Google form. That link is our in our link tree. It's the very top one there. You click it. And it pops right up for you as long as I think you have to have a Gmail account to access it. Am I correct? Oh, do you shoot? I did think about that one day. Oh, I don't know. Let us know if you get well, if, mm-hmm. if not, hopefully you're comfortable sending us an email just through the email. Yeah. But reminder that regrets is spelled R E G R E T T E S, the regrets podcast at gmail.com. And we do have a Facebook page. Instagram account and TikTok page that we have not yet posted on. Please leave us alone. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> we were going to do like some photos and video tonight and then Allie just didn't feel good. Yeah, so I, as you can tell from my very manly voice, very I should be reading a seductive book oh, no. to you all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check us out on all of our socials, like us, follow us. Um, and of course, like and subscribe to the podcast give us a rating if you've liked what we've been doing so far and please share us with others yes Uh, we've been very shocked at the amount of listeners we've gotten Mm -hmm. we just want to keep growing it and people who are and i think we said this in like our very our second episode but our first reading of regrets we had so many people approach us people that we didn't expect um my realtor said something to me Uh shout out to you if you're listening she's just like i was listening the other day at work and i'm like thank you (laughs) (laughs) then i get really awkward yeah i'm just like like, i gotta go i feel cringy (laughs) we're so grateful but also like (laughs) so yeah um yeah that's it that's episode four (laughs) (laughs) woohoo see you on the next one regretfully yours Lindsay and Allie.